Hello and welcome to Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast where I talk to my friends on the telephone and also ask all of my guests if they've ever drank Orbits or played Vampire the Masquerade. Today we're going to be talking to my friend Saint about Clan Book the Masquerade. Uh, coming up this week, we're going to catch up with Pete and try to start talking about Elden Ring. The Me and Pete Cover Elden Ring podcast is coming up. We're gonna. I got to get in touch with Michelle about Nightmare on Elm Street Three. We're gonna talk to Alex again, of course, and man, maybe even some other people. We're gonna talk about Thrash. We're gonna play some music by Thrash in this episode. All kinds of people, all kinds of things. As always, go to koyadk.tv and grab a link to my Discord and talk to all of us about all of this. Uh, today, me and Saint are gonna be talking about Clan Book Asimite. These were the vampires of the Middle East in the 90s, and uh, we'll get into it in the talk, but just to get it out there, we're going to be talking about 90s stereotypes, modern stereotypes, problematic portrayal of real-world cultures, you know, the idea that people from the Middle East are likely to be assassins or terrorists, that sort of thing. Uh, and at one point, we talk about pouring liquid metal down men's throats as a method of execution, which... I find very upsetting, so if any of that sounds like stuff you would like to avoid, you've been warned. Here we go. We can either do that now before we start recording. Let's talk about uh, Asimites. Uh, Let's talk about Asimites before the edibles kick in. I'm gonna be I'm gonna drop dead. Alright, cool. And then we can we can chat a little bit about this okay. after I am so into after, Oh my god. Yeah. I have I have so getting, much I'm vampire shit flowing to, through my brain. I need to read more of the book. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, so clan book, Asimites. Look at this guy. This guy on the cover is he's got a lot of blood on his face. This is a good Tim Burke piece, though. I like this. He's got his hands sort of like lace in his fingers like that. Yeah. Inter- yeah inter- interlaced together but not not exactly praying there will be no more Tim Brooke or the other guy in fact for the first time the black page does not have a no this is Bradstreet on the cover right it is it is oh, still Bradstreet that's Bradstreet and, yeah so and Tim, Tim Brooke is on the is on the back cover oh really I didn't even look at the back cover I don't think uh, all, oh, absolutely, all, yeah. Yep, that's correct. But all the rest of this art in this book is done by one person, Robert McNeil. Yep. So, the black page. first non-Timbrook black page. But yeah. still a relatively close-up right. image of a face. Yeah, it's still on the same theme. Yeah. Of course... I think it's, I think it's your turn to read the quote. Okay. Of, 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 course, of course it is a, uh, a profile... Of a face, a uh, lower face with the tongue out, licking the blade of a knife, would, and the tongue is, has been cut and is bleeding. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that that I'm sure that you have seen an image, whoever whoever you are, listener. I'm sure you've seen an image like this before. Yeah, it will have blood. They say, blood will have blood. William Shakespeare, Macbeth. Revenge is the ending of wrath, the beginning of peace. Only in vengeance can peace exist. They fear us, and rightly. We shall be their doom, and they know it. 
you too shall be feared if you are found worthy. Guard these pages well, for they are truth and will show you the way. Resolve your heart. If you fail, you shall die with honor. You have already seen too much to turn back. Come. All right, Clan Book Asimite. Clan Book Asimite. So, I mean, I think we said it in the past um, when it comes to the Asimites, um, and we we'll, might as well say it again. Yeah, might it's, as well. It's kind of unfortunate that they are based on an ultimately kind of racist assumption about um, Middle Eastern people, Muslims, yeah. Arabs. Um, a couple of assumptions. Of, yeah, there's a, there's 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 a couple of assumptions. There's um, there's some conflating of all of the Middle East with Arabs. Yeah, and also uh, terrorists. And also terrorists. Yeah. And or assassins. Yeah, if assassins. There's a line. People, people who who get stuff done by violence. Yep, that's right. Basically, that's it. And that is. That is that is the the the, the essence of this clan. Um, you know, the the name Asamite is supposed to be a corruption of uh, Hassan or Hakim, which are you know the same name, but just like sort of like dialect variations on it. Yes. Um, and uh, that is what the that is what they call their clan founder, and. Um, Kind of like it is kind of like the name they they even say it. It's like this is the name that you know, like basically other people have given them. Yeah, um, they, they, they they call themselves the children of Hakim, or in, actually in in later in fifth edition they call themselves Banu Hakim, which is again just Arabic for the clan of Hakim. You know, um, Banu just means clan. Yep. Um. So. I mean, in that sense, they're really no different from any other clan, like Nosferatu or Malkavians. Right. So Mo the majority of them are named after the founder. Yeah. Not Toreador. Where did I yeah. read? Where did I tell you yeah. that? Oh, Fifth Edition talks about Carmen. Oh yeah, yeah. It specifically says that before that they were the Acreolites. Eric Acreolites. Eric. Oh, the Eric. Yeah, Ericalites yeah. after Arakel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That they liked Carmen so much. They loved that goddamn opera. A lot of people love that opera. <laughs> it's I mean it's I mean you it's like I'm not an opera person, so I have really never I'm not I'm not so into it, but like you know. Partially probably because it's in it must be in yeah. the public domain because you hear that little tune parodied and it's in commercials and mm -hmm. you know, it's just it's like in your it's on it's one of the like reptile levels of your brain knows that song yeah, yeah. from Carmen. Yeah, it's in it's in Western culture. Oh, it's yeah. In deep, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I will just also point out too that the this clan book is written um and edited by people with um I don't know, I'm just making assumptions, but they, they look like they're they're white not people? Arabic. Okay. Yeah, they they might not be they they no, probably they might not probably, be necessarily white. Well they might not necessarily be white. They look like they're American names, yeah. You know, um, I don't. I don't see. I don't see any. I don't see Arab, any Arabic names. We might. Um, we might really be but, saying something similar about the next five or so books. Possibly, there's yeah. a lot of. There's going to be a lot of this, and it, you know, yeah. like the how the Sedites are based on ancient Egypt, and we kind of said this before. These guys sort of are specifically based on the sort of 
semi-mythological hashishi slash assassins. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, they're 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 real, but yeah, as you say, some of them. There are legends about them. Yeah, they've been mythologized a lot. Um, And you know, yeah, for a bit of historical backgrounds, this was a a sort of like radical sect of Shiites um, called the Yusmaili. uh, back around, oh, man, I don't remember the exact years. I meant to go research this before we started the pod- podcast, but I didn't. I forgive you. Um, it was something like 11th, 12th, 13th century, you know, in the Middle Ages. Um, and uh, these guys, you know, basically founded like a bunch of like mountain fortresses. And they were like a sort of pal- paramilitary group. And they would go around, um, you know, applying political pressure through assassinations Yep. Uh, on the various... Um, emirs and sultans and um, potentates and and what have you of the time in their area. Not just, you know, they wouldn't just go after like crusaders, you know, Franks, Westerners, Christians who had, you know, gotten into, uh, you know, who were invading uh, the, the, you know, the area of Palestine, Jerusalem and everything. They they would go after um, other Muslims too, just, you know, who, who were not uh, on board with, you know, their, their political, their political goals or their, their religious goals. So, yeah. Um, they were around for a while. They were around for like, I think a hundred, 200 years or something like that. They exercised a bunch of influence at various times. Eventually, uh, I think, I think it was Saladin eventually was like, fuck these guys. And he went and he, uh, like, Burned them out of their castles, basically, and laid siege to their to their mountains, um, and and basically destroyed them, um, you know. Uh, and that was that for the assassins. Um, you know, they 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 never called themselves assassins. Hashashin was like a name that was given to them. Um, it meant like you know hash hash smokers, hashish smokers. Did they? Um, did they, were they high on marijuana while committing these murders? That is a matter of some debate, ah, probably. Okay. Probably not, because you know they were they were a very ascetic Islamic sect, you know, which you know, in general, the, does not you know, get high. They, uh, getting high is against is against the is against the rules, um, mm-hmm. you know, just like drinking. Um, you know, you might hear that. You know, there's sometimes sometimes it's a clever thing where people will say like, oh, well, the Quran specifically says you can't drink the fermentation of wheat uh... grapes. So you can't drink beer or wine, but you can drink like vodka because it comes from potatoes, like or like oh you can drink meat because it comes from that's now that's bullshit. Like that's a real yeah. That's, I mean, yeah. Any 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 real Muslim will tell you like no, it's really about like it's really it's really saying you shouldn't get intoxicated. That's what it means. Not just yeah. drinking, like taking drugs too. Um. So. Yeah, that, so that was basically considered to be like a slander against them or like something that was made up as part of mythology um, was that the leader of the assassins, uh, Hassan al-Sabah, um, I'm probably saying that wrong, but uh, Hassan would give his followers um, hashish and take them into a um, like a, a garden, oh. you know, like, oh. like a garden full this, of... This sounds um, familiar, okay. Uh, full of beautiful women. To make them think that they had died and gone to paradise. Oh yes, yes. And then he would take them back after after they sobered up and told and told them, okay, now you have to go kill for me so I can, and then you go back to paradise after you kill. And what you, a and, mean trick! 
Yeah. I've heard that story. So, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, has he done this? Was this real? Was this not real? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. Probably not. Um, there was this very famous book um, called Alamut. Yeah, uh, that's the name of their town. The, their town. It means the eagles, the eagles' nests. Um, uh, it was by a Slovenian writer named Victor, or sorry, Vladimir Bartol. Um, I've tried reading it before. It's a little ponderous. Um, I can't manage to go back to it. Um, old, old, old. Just the way language was structured long ago. The longer ago, the harder it is. Yeah, no, just the just the plot is is kind of slow too. And, yeah. And, I just, you know, it was, I sometimes I just have a hard time getting into it. Anyway, but um, this is a book that, you know, that was also like a, I think it was published like at the beginning of the 20th century or something like that originally. And it was, it was a very popular book, translated into a lot of languages. And it was, um, this is like a very like central inspiration for like the Assassin's Creed series. Ah. Um, and for like a lot of the mythology uh, of the, of like the sort of assassins in, in the sort of Western cultural imagination did they fight the templars a lot was that a uh i mean yeah it was a thing they like the templars and the assassins were both around at the same time um you know the the templars had political goals like you know cementing their control over or cementing the you know the stability of the kingdom of jerusalem this crusader state and the assassins wanted to get rid of the crusaders so um Never in like Assassin's Creed style, probably, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I asked it, the question because it, of Assassin's it, Creed, but they they make a they make a, an offhand mention in the background here that um, their greatest foes during the Crusades were not the Ventru who led the Crusaders, but the Tremere who had apparently uh, backed the the Knights Templar. Uh, and like magical weapons and and spells and shit to fight the assassins with. Yeah, holy powers were actually Tremere magics. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so so yeah, I here's the thing about too about the Asmites, and I know I've said it before too, is that um, assassins are cool. Yes. Right. Oh you know, yes, extreme ninjas are cool. Ninjas are there's a reason that movies like John Wick. Oh yes. And the Bourne movies. Uh huh. You know, are there's, cool. There's, there's a particularly famous guy. There's a reason, yeah. James there's, Bond. There's James Bond. <laughs> there's, there's a reason why Black Widow is cool. Oh boy, Black um, Widow is extremely cool. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Um, it's it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I've always been no. super into cool assassins personally. Um, so, you know, having a, a clan of cool assassin vampires um, was definitely a good idea. The bad idea was tying it to this sort of real specific cultural, yeah, real world cultural kind of thing. You know, the actual real assassins. Um, and again, uh, we are going to see just like terrorists here, and it's just that idea of yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 These are the Middle Eastern vampires. They probably are terrorists. Yeah. No one say, and I mean, God, I, I say it every time, but you know, this book is not saying that. But those stereotypes exist, and this book existed in that time. Yeah, 
exactly and it's it's the kind of thing where they put them out there and they don't really particularly say anything about it like like oh we condemn this but like we're talking about it but like you know like let's be real too we're talking about a bunch of vampires that are not good people yeah um it makes sense that they probably would use terrorists Mm-hmm. to achieve some of their goals um not to say that no other vampire ever else would ever use terrorists either of course they do you know most it terrorism just, is done by vampires it's done by vampires um <laughs> that's not really eternal struggle they, they do make it a point in in the vampire world in the meta plot to say 9-11 was not done by vampires wow. just, it was done just by people they wow i almost and they they also make it a point to say stuff like world war ii and the holocaust were not done by vampires and not done by mages there were vampires riding along with it there were mages riding along with it pushing along and making it worse maybe but that was people just doing bad stuff to people so at least white wolf kind of had the good taste kind of yeah. recognized <laughs> that like certain things you just you maybe you just don't put that into the metaphor. yeah that's some, that, that 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 would be in particular bad taste maybe you just don't do that yeah, yeah. anyway so <laughs> all all of that said let's get to the actual book we got some some little stories some little epistolary stories about sightings of mysterious boogeyman type vampires yeah, from hunters. We got Father yeah. Montoya of the Society of Leopold. Do you think it's funny that Father Montoya is talking about having revenges? Like that other famous uh, Montoya who really wants to have some revenges? Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a little report about Agent Rogers. Uh, some looks like some CIA agents ran into an Asimite. Yep, and, and uh, uh, some is this like, is this some kind of prayer? <laughs> is this some kind of Asimite code? There's a there's yeah. a chunk of just yeah, it almost looks like prayer type writing. Yeah, there's some, oh my children and being as lions among you, the wolves. Yeah, you shall walk the road to eternity, eschewing others for they seek only for themselves. These are all these are all presented also like really as though they are separate pages with different types of typing and like you can see the edges of the paper and uh, sometimes yes. I don't like it when they do that because sometimes it's hard for me to read including including the Treaty of Tyre later on that particular font when they use I just I don't know my brain cannot process it. No, that's but not anyway, a good font. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good font. But um, yeah, it's interesting too. These these four little letters are all views of the clan from outside, far outside, just like sightings, sightings by mortals, really, which is interesting. Two of them mentioned that people must have been on drugs to have believed that they saw these things. Yep. (laughs) Um, Great. Yeah. You know what? From now on, when someone asks me to like do my rundown of the clans, these are the drug guys. These are the guys on drugs. Is the guy. Not really. No, no. <laughs> no, not really. Not really. No, they are the they are kind of the kindred boogeyman, and that tracks into fifth edition. Yeah, and moving on to their history, they they became the kindred boogeyman. I think I told this story last time too. A little to, bit. You didn't, was, you didn't had, mention that they had, thought there were five members of the second generation. Yeah, I, I had a little mixed up. But okay, this, great. But, 
this is this is the story that the that that the Asimites tell about how Hakim became their founder became a became a vampire. Yep. So Cain came to the first city. He didn't found the first city in their story. He came to the first city. Yep. Right. Weird. And, yeah. And in the first city, there was a king and a queen. Hakim he was already was, there. Yeah, already there. And the king was king, and the king and Hakim was there. Hakim was, was their already top, there. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Hakim was like... the top general. <laughs> he was their top general. Yeah. So Cain Cain appeared, and he the first people he embraced were the king and the queen. And Hakim was like, oh no, this is not right. Because he saw what happened. Mm -hmm. And then he waited until the day. And then he, uh, came, he, he found them during the daytime, cut off their heads, put their blood in a cup, cut his own throat and had his soldiers feed him the blood. Um, he, figured out, he figured out how it worked real quick. Yeah, he figured out how it worked. He's like, oh, okay, die and then drink the blood. No, let's do it. Well, let's do it. So he didn't actually diabolize one of the one of the second duration. If he had been smart, he would have killed one. Get yeah, kept the other one. Yeah, the other one. Right. Yeah. Now you're thinking that would be yeah. that would be the super gaming way to do it. Um, but he didn't. So he became a third generation, and then he was like, "Haha!" And then the next night, Kane woke up and he was like, "What the f?" <laughs> and they fought. And even Could though you Hakeem. Imagine? <laughs> and Hakeem was Who such a badass. Is this guy, <laughs> but he was not. He was still not as bad, quite as badass as Kane. Oh, so he, he got. His, he was new at it. So he he got his ass kicked, and he had to run run for his life. So he they found they found a mountaintop in the desert, the first Alamut, and he said, "Okay, we're going to make our home here, and we are not going to let any of these kindred." any of these vampire motherfuckers in rest. fact we're gonna kill all the other vampires because they, like, they're obviously assholes look like at these guys this is, like these like these guys are obviously evil like and it we have to use this evil power to defeat them but that's what we're gonna do and it's mad hypocritical but okay <laughs> if we have to uh, eat them all we're gonna prevent them from eating us yeah. Um, but we're the good some, guys. Yeah, and, but that's that's it. They believe they're the good guys because they're they're like they they're like we. What we're doing is to protect human beings from all the plots and all the control and all of the nastiness um, that other vampires bring, all the corruption and shit. Um, you know. The history again is kind of in character, kind of not. Yeah, this book uses the word "we." Yeah, I think like like the like the black page implies this is a book written yeah for a young Asimite as like a little history pamphlet. Which are, yeah, about, a bunch of these are kind of presented as slightly yeah. that, in that way. Yeah, you can yeah. see them that way. Yeah. So. They got to be a masquerade violation printing something like yeah. that. <laughs> not allowed to, you're not allowed to take it out of the library. You're not yeah, allowed to take it out, yeah. out of the library. You got to leave it there. You got to check it out and check it back in. Oh my God. These bozos have transferred their historic, their, you know, their library, their legacy to CD ROM. CD ROMs. Yeah. Wow. Well, it was 1995 or whatever. Everything, it was like, everything was on CD-ROM. 
Yeah. I mean, it's probably still more archival than paper. Mm. That would be hard mm. to argue, I think. I don't know. I think CDs uh, just, I think in about 10 years, they just turn into dust, don't they? Oh, wait, you're right. <laughs> you're CDs, right, I, think, I think, really just stop. They just like, I think they, they curl really up. Yeah. They, or like know, the, yeah. the moisture leaves them and they just crumple. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, paper can at least last 50 years. <laughs> our, the idea of archival is, is fantasy. Yeah, you just gotta keep copying over and over. Yeah, you got Yeah, and then, you know until the file gets corrupted, and then yeah, it doesn't matter because everyone's watching like dancing AI cartoons or whatever on talk ticking ticking. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, so I made I made edibles so I could play Legend of Zelda all weekend. Nice. I didn't get to play today, but I did eat some of the edibles. <laughs> Ah, uh, so Islam comes to the mountain. Yeah, it's interesting because they kind of skip over. They basically just said we hung out in the mountains, like coming down every once in a while to like murder a bunch of them mm-hmm. for a long time. Yes, and and until, the until they got mad at us. Yeah, and lots <laughs> of pawns tried to conquer tried to conquer us Darius, mm-hmm. Alexander, Crassus, Paulinius. See they're naming all these different attempted conquerors of of the Middle East uh, and Persia and everything. Darius was actually Persian though, that's which is weird. Um oh. why they would name him like a foreign conqueror, but maybe they were like because Darius was a one of the emperors of the Persian of the of the Achaemenid Persian Empire, which is what they call the Persian Empire with um founded by Cyrus the Great and which had like Xerxes who tried to invade Greece and did the whole 300 thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you think he had that many piercings in real life? Definitely not. Oh, oh definitely not. Definitely not. Persian people didn't cover their no. bodies with piercings. No. Okay. It, not in that time. No. And then they were like, yeah, Alexander, they mean, you know, Alexander the Great, Crassus and Paulinus. Mm-hmm. These are Roman guys who were, who tried to conquer, conquer the East. Um, Crassus very famously, there was a famous story about this guy Crassus that um, he was so hungry for gold that he raised like eight legions and tried to invade Persia. Um, this was a guy who got rich in Rome from like real estate deals by okay. like um, he he there was no fire department in ancient Rome. Okay. So he he created like a private fire fire bucket company. Wow. And uh Smart. when someone house when someone's house caught fire, he would go there with the with the fire bucket company and do nothing until they sold him the house at cut rate prices. <laughs> and then he put the fire out. Um wow. So he 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 really but he never had it. He was like he, he was like the richest man in Rome, but he he never had like a great military victory to his name. So he raised like eight or nine legions, like tried to conquer Persia. Um 
lost very badly in a terrible mm. battle, and all his legions were destroyed. And apparently, sounds, the story, yeah. apparently the story was is he was captured by the Persians, and they executed him by pouring molten gold down his throat. I hate that. To, to quench his hunger for gold. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that imagery. It upsets me a lot. Sorry. That's okay. It was in um, uh, Samurai Shampoo. Oh, yeah. They poured liquid gold down the banker's throats, and it, God, I can't even, God. Jesus yeah. Christ. That's <laughs> so upsetting. It was like Game of Thrones where yeah. they make the, oh. the liquid gold over the dude's head oh, to make him a. Oh, God. Oh, man. Being burned in your vital parts by liquid metal. Burning, oh. boiling liquid metal. Oh, man. Ninja Scroll. Ninja Scroll at the very end. The guy that, they, that he can't kill because he keeps regenerating. Oh. He eventually right. kills him by immersing him in liquid gold and dropping him to the bottom of the ocean. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Emma, burn in your golden hell. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, Nasty it, thing to do to someone. Yeah. It, in, in all reality, it was probably just one of those stories. They probably never yeah. actually have. They probably just killed him. They would have kept that gold. Or, or probably just died on the battlefield. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. You're actually going to waste a bunch of gold by pouring it in someone's throat. Like, no. And you just, just cut his head off or something. But, you know, it's one of those things. It's one of those stories. Um, anyway, yeah. back, to, back to the Asimites. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, they, you know, they associate very closely with Islam, uh, you know, apparently after, yeah. after Islam was created. This is an interesting thing that I remember from later editions, too. Um like the revised edition clan book, I think. Um, and um, like some of the, like the later edition meta plot stuff, they make it a real big deal that some of the really, really old Asimites who predate Islam and who very strictly follow the path of blood, which is like this oh, really yeah. non-humanity, you know, road of enlightenment, path of enlightenment are yeah. like, like look down on Islam and they're like, this shit makes you weak. We are about killing, and we are about drinking blood, and we are about diablery, and and like, yeah, not you all. Know. All of this, all of this religious stuff has nothing to do with with Hakim and you know and destroying Cain. This is all a it distraction. Sure yeah. Oh crap! And um and there's like a whole schism in the in the clan, and that's part of why a bunch of uh uh Banu Hakim. Asimites eventually join the Camarilla because they realize like a bunch of their clan elders wake up before you know as a sort of prelude to Gehenna and are like yeah. okay all of you guys who have been on humanity and following Islam you gotta cut it out now and you gotta follow the road of blood and you have to swear your oaths to 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 Hakim and you know never mind Allah and Muhammad I wanna ask and you lot, and a lot of them were like uh no I don't wanna do that and they, they you know they ran for it basically yeah. Um, let me ask you later. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm writing it down, but I want to ask you about how the Valdery and the Passive Enlightenment, how they work or affect or how they've changed in V5, if you if you know even specifically. I don't, actually. Okay. But did the, I, I think you did mention that the paths were not like they didn't have the same hold. For some reason, yeah, that was, or... that, was a, that was like a bit of like fluff that I that I read in Night Road. Oh, okay. 
I'm, yeah. I'll, I'll get to the bottom of it. I yo, I might go out and just buy the camera. I'm gonna go out and buy the camera on Sabat books. Blow my fucking brains out. I like this. It's. <laughs> I keep saying I'm gonna stop saying shit like that, but like I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Like I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out and buy all these books forever again. Here we go. Here we go. I can't wait until I start buying miniatures again. I won't have to do that. I can 3D print them. Don't buy okay, I'm not gonna. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm gonna buy a couple books and I'll be fine. Yeah, just take <laughs> books are fine. Books are, okay. books are books. Cool. Books are in. Yeah. Maybe they have right. these at the library. But uh, no, I, I got to read the Sabat book and the Camarilla one. Uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't even know uh, where okay. we were before. I what what? Oh, you were. We were talking about the Path of Blood, and I was like, oh, I want to read that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Path of Blood is mostly just, I mean... Yeah, I mean, the rest of the history of the Asimites is basically, like, we got stronger and stronger, and we were doing better and better about, like, killing all other vampires, our, you know, our, our, our super fine goal. And then, and then um, the Camarilla got their shit together. And then the Camarilla got their shit together. And they were pissed, and they realized the Asimites were such bad news. Unbelievably dangerous. Unbelievably totally dangerous. Totally right there. Yeah, that they actually. So, and this, this, this is the part that I forgot to do. The Asimites willingly submitted to the curse. Yeah. That the tribute gave them. What's they didn't the have tribute weakness. The anti-tribute weakness is that they get addicted to Diablerian blood. Oh, they're, they're, the tribute are the the Asimites that refused to submit to the curse even though the elders told them they had to yep um and went and joined the sabbat they call themselves the unconquered they don't call yeah, themselves yeah that's cool they call themselves you know asimite anti tribute but they call themselves the unconquered because they refuse to they refuse to kneel um, but you know they um it says they a nasratu was caught inside yeah. Alamut itself and they knew that they were fucked they're like oh shit they know where they know where our secret base is now and it's you know that that's that's the thing is 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 I think we've we've said it's like the Asimites are great warriors, they're great sorcerers, they have very smart scholars, you know, whatever. They all train for seven years. You know, part of part of becoming an Asimite is you train for like seven years as a ghoul, and then you train for seven more years after you're embraced before they even let you go out and do anything. Yep. Um, by yourself. Um, so, um, they have a whole recruitment thing. They have a whole class. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta go to vampire school. It's, it's, a, it's a, it's a kind of militarized cult. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, so that part of the, that, but operating that way keeps your number small. Yep. Even if you are, even if it does keep you tightly organized. Um, and, um, yeah, again, there's, still just one clan against all of these other clans who decided to get together and say okay enough of this enough of this enough of this cut it out stop drinking from us instead (laughs) yeah um and they uh yeah they made all the Asimites unable to drink any more blood from another from other kindred they can get around it a little bit. They don't. No, nobody in the Camarilla knows this, but the Asimites have a thing where if they connect, collect enough um, blood uh, points, basically, kindred, yeah. yeah, kindred vitae, um, 
they can use it in a great ritual to lower their generation anyway, as if they had committed Diablerie. Right. They have a um, they have a loophole, and they yeah, love they have, to do it. And it, now that practice is a whole part yeah. of their culture. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it, it, I remember the numbers or something. It, it's something ridiculous. It tastes like two hundred points of blood or something like that. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, you gotta do a lot of kills and get years, paid. Yeah. And, uh, years. Years of years of work at it. This tree know? is insane, by the way. This says they're not allowed to even leave their castle. Which again is like, and it says it's like this. Nobody. Yeah. This, no, this, basically, no one listens this, to any part of this treaty this, because yeah, it is this insane. Is, like this is a dead letter. Like yeah. it, basically, the 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 only real important part of the treaty that that's that's there is is the curse, and it, yep. that's because it's magically enforced. That's because and, it's really real. Yeah, you know that it's, you know, um, but the Asimites are still kind of doing the exact same thing that they were doing back in the day. There's, they're just doing a little less of it now. They're trying to keep it, keep it a little bit more on the DL. Yep. Uh, than than they were sort of at their heyday during the Anarch Rebellion, um, except for the Unconquered, of course, who, since they're in the Sabbath, they do not give a fuck about shit. Right. <laughs> they're just the gonna do whatever. Point, they yeah. They're going to do whatever the <laughs> hell they want. A whole group of people, and the whole point of them is that none of them give a fuck about <laughs> what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And they they, they call this... <laughs> they call this uh, uh, this period of their history the, the Hijra, which yep. is which is um, Arabic for, um, you know, for the exile. But this is the... Uh, the Hijra is also what the... What, what Muslims call the the period of time when uh, Muhammad had to leave his native uh, uh, Mecca and and go to Medina, or did I get it backwards? Is he from Medina? Mm, and he had... I, um, well, I definitely don't know. Um, yeah. Well, shit. Well, my excuse is I was raised Catholic and not Muslim. Um. Anyway, so that's that's what. But I do know that that's what Muslims call you know the when the period of time when when. Muhammad had to leave his home. Sure. Um, the Hijra. You know, so as you know, that's that's a big that's like a big sort of element in 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 the religion. Um Yeah, and then present times. Yeah, they're they're doing their thing. They're they're killers for hire. Yep. You know. They're the vampire assassins. One of them they're One the of them learned Mask of a Thousand Faces and tried to take out Julian Luna. Yeah, but he made the mistake of she made the mistake of looking like Julian Luna in front of a dude who wanted to kill Julian Luna too. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I was surprised. I was like, "Oh my god. Is Julian Luna dead?" But yeah, no. Dragon's Breath shotgun. Oh <sighs> man. Someone just gives one of those to the cop. Someone's like, "Take this combat shotgun with dragon breath rounds in it so that you'll be safe around vampires that way you can trust us or something <laughs> just like you got one. A giant you got one. shotgun you just got this one shot it'll be okay though yeah exactly what a great show yeah uh all right they do the cool. seven years of training they got the heart blood kind of like the tremere yeah, these guys are a lot like the Tremere in a lot yeah, of ways. Actually, they, yeah, actually, well, in a lot of ways, yeah, they do their blood magics. Yeah, they're very tightly controlled. Also ranks. called the Path of Blood. Yeah, yeah that they have. Yeah, 
very tightly controlled um, ranks that they have to climb. Do the um, venture do something in seven years? They do seven guys own seven guys. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what the, you mean. The Tremere, yeah, yeah. That's oh, what, oh yeah. what did I say? You said venture first. Oh, okay, I I, yeah, that happens. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Happens. yeah. Anyway, yeah, um, they have this code, the Kabar. Um, some of these elements of the code, I think, are taken from the uh, what they call the five pillars of Islam, which are the like the like the five major. Um, like strictures or five major like elements of it. I know, I know, Uma community is like one of those, and like okay. faith is another. But then yep. you know, so it's it's kind of similar. This one's got like seven though, so because they they like tacked on like secrecy to the you know uh, secrecy you know from the kind and you know from other other kindred and like vengeance vengeance against everybody. Right. That is that is by the way the subtitle of the Asmite book. A hunger for vengeance. Oh, not vengeance against everybody. Everybody. <laughs> of course, all the other vampires are like, what did we ever do to you that you need vengeance against us for? And the Asmites are like, exist. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you your exist. Boy, your boy made Everywhere. a king and a queen into vampires, and we don't like that. Yeah, we have to... We have to get vengeance for you everything. Guys, you guys, all um, of you vampires are like these terrible, cursed beings just like feeding off of the innocent. And uh, you, can and you see that you're the bad guys and we're killing all of you while also feeding off of the blood of the innocent? It should be very obvious. We're only doing this until all of you are dead, we swear. <laughs> After you're all dead, we're all just going to fall on our swords. Yeah, exactly. Our, our holy task will have been completed. And humanity will be free from yeah. the darkness. What are they like in V5? Uh, from, what, from what I've seen in V5, they're, they're, their vibe is... More, more that they're about judges. Yeah, they're yeah. more about like sort of justice. Right. Um, but keeping in mind that it is because they are vampires, despite their whatever propaganda they like to tell, talk about, you know, how honorable or loyal or justice you know, dealing, you know, justice dealing they are, you know, they're still vampires. So it's, it is a little bit of a corrupted ideal of justice. So that it's like, you know, you know, okay, you did something bad. You must be punished seven times worse, you know, stuff like oh, that. Great. Yes, yeah, sure. You know, that kind of, that kind of thing. Um, so, um, so yeah, again, they're vampires. So it's not always like, it's not always good justice. It's not as proportional justice. It's usually pretty savage justice, but hey, you know, and I mean, that is like, they talk about it here, you know, again, their, their vibe is like hitmen and killers, but it's also, um, like we have this, we have this mission and like you just said, legit, like, <laughs> Not too many people are going to look at vampires and be like, yeah, I think these are an objectively like good addition to the universe and to the world. And, you know, they have a net positive effect on society. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> um, so, um, 
you know, there's there's something to be said for you know for for that kind of vibe of at least you know if not necessarily like okay we're gonna kill all vampires like you know we're at least gonna we're at least gonna keep our eyes open for the worst of the worst. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna watch for you to to see to see who's stepping out of line. Yep. And who who really deserves this? Because some of y'all deserve this. Vampire yeah. boogeyman. Some some of y'all deserve to get your heart's blood drank. Do some of them, do some of them like to go around just kind of upholding the masquerade these days? I guess they seem so. to be I, real good masquerade enforcer type of guys. Maybe maybe they, that's maybe that's not as serious as the kind of shit they're looking for. No, I, I I think that's that's a big thing too. I mean, I would imagine like you know from the point of view of like like a Camarilla Asimite, Camarilla yeah. Bonham team, right? You, sure. you you're like okay. Like, of course you want to enforce the masquerade because yeah. humanely enforcing the masquerade keeps vampires from doing like the worst of the worst because you see, you, you know, as much as vampires being parasites is bad, you look at the Sabbat or maybe you look at Anarchs, you know, and, and maybe they're doing a lot worse, you know? Yeah. So you gotta, you know, maybe, maybe it's not realistic to kill all vampires. Okay. You know, Probably maybe not. it's not realistic. But if you can keep the worst excesses in check, if you can kill off the worst of them, you know, that's something. It looks like we're all going to have to live together. So we, we got to kill someone. <laughs> so how about you let us kill the baddies? Um, the baddest of the baddies, at least. Yeah. At that's, the, yeah. At the beginning of this Kabar... That's I can't not have pronounced that correct, right? Kabar is that? I guess. This okay. Well, at the section at the beginning of the section about the Kabar, um, there's a quote from a Ventrue Justicar that I really like because it's just so Ventrue. It's everybody has their code. The difference is, the Asimites live by theirs. Yeah, real Ventrue thing to say. And it's, you know, again, this, it's, it's all cool. But the, the thing is, is that, like, I feel like the whole history and, like, modern day section is very short. Yeah. It feels super it thin. Super short. Yeah. Actually, this one felt short. I don't know if it, I mean, they're all the same length, but this one, I don't and, know. And, yeah. Sort of like literal page count, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. This one maybe but, had yeah. more longer kind of essays, and I kind of go through them when it's when it's little ones. I feel like the the book lasts longer. Well, it also I think it also depends on how they lay out the art and stuff too. Oh, oh, actually, yeah, I don't, I didn't even take that into account, but for sure, yeah. You know, um, the art in this book is here and there. Here, here and there. There's a couple interesting pieces that look kind of like historical, like. Yep. Persian or Middle Eastern kind of kind of mm-hmm. depictions. There's a lot of pictures of knives. Yes. Yeah, a, a great many, and I think they may be photographs. Yeah. Some of them are photographs. There's, there's some cool line art by by this guy R.M. Yeah. You know, I I really yeah, some like. Of it's really neat. Yeah. I really like a lot of the the facing the the chapter facing pages are really beautiful. Yep. That's you know, the they guy. have this really cool dark, you know, nighttime kind of kind of look to them. Um, anyway, 
Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of pages of rules. Yeah, um, anything th- jump out at you? There's like a bunch of pages of combat rules that I was like, oh wow, these are like combat rules that you would expect to be kind of like in a player's guide or, you know, in like the optional combat sections. But it's just like they're they're here there in the Asmite book, like <laughs> like aiming, aimed burst, surprise attacks, darkness, like oh. Some of this, okay, oh, it says some of this is reprinted from the Anarch cookbook, okay, which is yeah. much older. A, yeah. a first edition yeah. a supplement that probably had some extra combat rules. Yeah. And it's probably because, you know, you figure if if there's an Asimite in the party or if these guys are going to have a party with a couple Asimites or all Asimites, they're probably going to get into some combats. Yeah. That's probably like they... what you're here for if you're making a guy in this clan. Not necessarily. Yeah, I... I feel like they wasted an entire page describing how to use Blowdun and Garots. Yeah. For some for some reason, like these are like cool thematic weapons, but like really, really gonna like and <laughs> specifically like like you can't really garot a kindred because they don't need to breathe. Right. Uh, and I mean I guess if you're gonna garot them with like something with that's wire, gonna slice through their neck, yeah. You could you could you could decapitate them, but like yeah. I mean, like that seems like a really difficult way to decapitate somebody unless you're used unless this is like you're playing cyber vampires and you got like some you got the monofilament like yeah the guy that guy monofilament thumbs thing Johnny <laughs> you know? Johnny, Johnny yeah, yeah or or in, in cyberpunk 2077 you got the the monofilament wire oh, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 unless you're growing somebody with one of those you're probably not going to take somebody's head off like let's be realistic i mean i guess if you you're a vampire you got a bunch of fucking you got potents you just like they yeah. can be like a it can be like a piece of twine on there and you just snap yeah. right through the guys it just the head puck pops very messy like just saw through it you gotta like back and spines, forth a couple of times spines are very tough man spines yeah. are very Spines are very tough. Yeah, I, I do not think you could just get through that with a wire unless you unless you have a real... Anyway. I feel like this was just somebody who was like, wouldn't it be cool to have these have these have these rules in there? I need Obviously, to take up, yeah. I need to take up some space in this in this book. I don't know. Uh, some uh, of this probably yeah, several of these are reprinted uh sections of rule. As yeah. a matter of fact, yeah. And a couple or pages just, or about just very similar to you know these are various types of daggers when we you know we've got rules for daggers, yeah, yeah, a lot of and, rules for combat and different types of weapons that definitely already exists. The rules already yeah, exist. exactly, yep. exactly. And I mean, this is the kind of thing because, like, let's be real, the storyteller system is not like a finely tuned, combat. like tactical yeah. combat system. With like gear really, and special weapons they, with magical abilities. They, like they throw a lot of gear and stuff at it, especially yeah. in the earlier editions. But honestly, in like later editions, they're just like you know, they, they have like the weapons chart and it's just like big melee weapon, strength plus two, small melee weapon, strength plus one. Yeah. This you is know? this is not a dungeon grinder where you're gonna get yeah, the magical it's like, sword of plus five intellect. Yeah, and like the slight differences in damage and reach between a halberd and a maul. Yeah, or yeah. Great sword and sure. a small. It's like, no, 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 no. You got a big weapon. It works like this. I don't care if it's a halberd or a maul or a great sword or you know, a, a like a telephone pole that you ripped out of the ground with a chunk of uh, concrete on the end. It does strength plus two damage. 
You're supposed you know. to be hiding from the world. Why are you getting into a fight? Go roll, make some social roles somewhere. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> you can get in fights in Vampire. Yeah. That's totally cool. Yeah. You get in fights in like, you know, in like shadowy rooms and like in like rooftops. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. In like, in like, you know, darkened subway tunnels with it where the lights have been shattered. You know, shit like that. That's cool. That's that those fun. are that's allowed. Those are those are vampire fight settings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, not in the middle of the street. If, you, if some if something's going down in the middle of the street, something's something's gone terribly wrong. Um anyway, yeah. Um and then a couple pages about how how they just spend all this time talking about how how the Asimites are so insular and secretive and how much they hate all the other kindred, um, how you can in- integrate one of these yeah, characters. How, how are you ever going to use it, one in a pack of regular vampires? Let's figure yeah, it out. Yeah, with a bunch of regular vampires. Basically, they can say, basically, you can say, like, well, you knew one of the other vampires before, either of you were embraced. Okay, cool. That's always a great, honest, to be, no, like, like unsarcastically, that is actually always a great, um, simple role-playing twist um, for a group of characters early in the game to, if, especially for something like a vampire game where you, where you might have trouble everybody makes characters separately yeah and getting them all in the same direction on the same path in the same direction at the same time like why do I care about what these other people are doing oh my god know, I've heard that a thousand times yeah you know obviously I think when you have a bunch of more mature role players like I usually usually you you just it does come together just, yeah you just roll with it you just yeah. roll with it you, even if you think like i might not be necessarily want to hang out with this character you'd be like well f- well for fuck's sake it's another pc i'm gonna of course i'm gonna hang out with them yeah that's that's how it is <laughs> you figure it out eventually i mean i'm definitely referring to like stuff in high school and really almost specifically when i brought this game to people who had never seen it before when i was like in college which is when it started falling apart for me oh yeah 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 um, do you have any thoughts on any of the additional powers or any of their merits and flaws? No, I've never. I like honestly, I've never been too interested in Quietus at all. I like that that's, they have rituals and thaumaturgy. Yeah, that's some cool stuff, but nothing, nothing particular. I like, I like level seven Quietus, Blood of the Cobra. You can spit your Quietus powers at people instead oh, right. of having to like, yeah, you know. Put, Put them on, put them on knives, or like touch people. Terrific, yeah. yeah. S- super powered spit is a that's definitely a favorite of mine. Yeah, yeah a lot of the f- merits and flaws are involve enemies and allies and special kinds of. Do these guys for some reason have contacts with some of the uh, the ghoul families, like the revenants? Yeah, the the Marijava ghoul family from the dirty secrets of the true black hand. Are they not all Zamish families, or is this, I, I is this one a... The Marijava uh, have asked my connections, from what I understand. Interesting, okay. Yeah, I don't know anything about those families. That's from that ghoul book that came out one time. Yeah. Um, oh, no, or actually, no, this one is from Dirty Secrets of the Black oh, Hands, but the, well, ghoul yeah, book, yeah. the ghoul book focused on those families. Yeah, exactly. Um... Actually, I think the first place, even before the Ghoul Book, actually, I think the first place that they were that they were really prominent was the old storyteller Sabbat Guide. 
the Sabat story, this like the storyteller guy to the Sabat, the very first oh, one. Oh yes. Those, yes. Had, those guys had like the Bradoviches and this. Yes, the, yes, this, that's them. Some yep. guys, some guys with the Z. Yeah, they 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 had the original Ghoul family. And those guys all had the the real like, you know, inbred. You know, the hills have eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ross kind of kind of vibe to them. Like those guys were all like creepy, scary, gross as fuck kind of dudes. Like, like you ever watched True Blood season one? No, not I've True never Blood. watched any. Oh, all right, not True Blood, True Detective. Oh, I have watched True Detective. So yeah, so yes. that dude in the woods, the dude in the underwear. Yeah, that dude. Oh, in the no, underwear. no, the dude in the end. Yeah, the dude at the oh, end. Very gross man in the end, yes. But there's also his, the man in his underwear his, and the gas mask. Yeah, with his sister wife and the man in the gas yeah. mask. All three of those guys are definitely the last remnants of some ghoul some family. Some family in Louisiana. Some gross Zemisi ghoul family left left behind. Some of these um, ghoul families live in castles. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because that's, real, that's real Castlevania I'm shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're getting a little far afield from the Asimites, though. Um, the Antitribu are considered prodigals, like maybe they will return and uh, have some new knowledge or something. Some so, To some Asimites, some Asimites are like, you know, hey, we're still kind of talking to these guys. These guys might, you know, we might have to yeah. get back in touch with these guys at some point. Yeah, they talk a little bit how there are a couple different factions inside the Asimites, but they're yeah. not... They're not this factions are like strong enough to actually divide them, at least not at this point in the game. They have traditionalists versus yeah. progressives, militarists versus moderates, anti tribute. Yeah, that's what, yeah. That's the one that caught my eye. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. And then warriors, scholars, and magi. Um This is one of the first times that we've seen them broken up into yeah. Eventually each of these types gets their own set of disciplines, right? Thaumaturgy is innate to the uh, to the sorcerers, to the magi, yeah. yeah. And yeah, do the scholars have a slightly different setup? I forget if they get um, like dominate or auspex. Yeah, some, something, something like other that. than quietus or celerity. Yeah, something like that. Or maybe even they lose obfuscate. I, you know, I don't remember. These guys hate the Toreador. I think the Toreador are weak. Oh boy, they really are not impressed with the Toreador. Oh, actually, no. They don't hate them as much as they hate the Tremere. They really hate the, of course. The Tremere, yes. the Tremere are good. They got to go first. Yes. The Tremere got to die super hard. Yeah, uh, it's sort of a lot of the standard kind of opinions of other. Yeah, standard kind of opinions. Yeah. I, I, love, I love how everybody looks down on the Ravnos. I always get to the Ravnos thing. Yeah. It's like, Rav Ravnos, liars and, dis liars and thieves, even among themselves. These are surely the most contemptible of all. There is no honor in any dealing with them, even if it is, even if it be their ending. Like, dude, you it are a murderer for hire. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, you are a murderer for hire. Like... Come on. Come on. <laughs> These guys are the worst. Yeah, these guys have a real. These these are the exact type of guys that have you know a real high moral ground, and because yeah. I mean you know they're killing the bad guys. Yeah, 
But that this thing about the Ravnos, that's like almost it says basically this in every clan book. Oh yeah. Liars, like this section this section of the clan book is just it's always seventy percent we hate this clan and this clan and this clan. Yeah, this clan we hate. I, I like I, I always I always really, really skim through this section. Because I feel yeah. like it's just yeah. I feel like I know what they all think of each other because of <laughs> I don't know. Yep. Yeah, it just yeah, it doesn't seem like it's very information heavy when I'm skimming through here. Yeah. All right, on to the templates, and it is so weird. I gotta say, the templates not having Timbrook draw these templates. It's so weird. Where's Timbrook? Yeah, I know. I mean, don't get me wrong. The art on these templates is really good. Actually, I like. I like like it a lot. Um, But um, yeah, it's not Timbrook. We're moving into a new chapter of. Of yeah. these books here, yeah, really. The first seven, all Timber. We're, we're out of the camera line, yeah. yeah. And the first, uh, the the first, the first character is, is James Bond, right? Uh, yeah, the playboy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The playboy. He's got a license to kill and uh, a Maserati. And a Walter PPK. And a Walter PPK, of course he does. Yeah, but it's James Bond. He even James the Bond. this, he's the um, uh, you know, the guy yeah. that was Indiana's father. Yeah. Mental primary, social secondary, physical tertiary. Doesn't have any brawl. Interesting. Minimum, yeah, he minimum, shoots. Minimum, minimum of firearms, yeah. a little bit of melee. Yep. Yeah, this is this is a spy. This this is a spy, and that's cool. He's a, but he's a social spy. He's not the like yeah. sneak into the. He's not the, like the. You know, sneak, yeah, break into the you know the the places. I mean, he breaks in and stuff, but he's also like. Yeah, he has a dot in carousing and in seduction. Yeah, Yeah. the holy warrior. This is basically yeah, that's the guy. This is Mujahideen from Afghanistan, basically. There he is. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, fairly straightforward, kind of obvious character for the assassins or for the Asimites. Fairly good combat character, honestly. Yeah, he's got a lot, got a lot of good combat. Yeah, firearms four, brawl three, dodge three, melee three, couple celerity dots. He's ready to kill some people. Psycho killer, also ready to kill some people. I feel but, like I feel like we've seen this entire story before. Mm-hmm, Maybe mm-hmm. twice. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> This yeah. this dude is definitely in the, in the Melkavian book and maybe in the Nosferatu yep. book too. Yeah, really similar story about yeah. Yeah, about how you're obsessed with the transient nature of death, and you killed some small animals, and then got in trouble yeah. trying to kill the one that got away, and then a vampire I mean, killed the one for you, and now you're a vampire. Yeah, I mean honestly, this is also the only one that I would expect to actually like exist for more than about like three weeks as a vampire because he's on the path of blood. Right. So, yeah. This is, I mean, this is the first time it would make sense. He went through the asthma training, obviously, and, and, and got disciplined. So it's yeah. like, he's a psycho killer, but he's, he's like, he's disciplined enough, like not to just burn out, but like all those other, like all those other bros were on the path of humanity. Yeah. And that, and that path of humanity was going to get down to like a one or two, like super quick, just by being a psycho killer and doing psycho killer things. But this dude can be a psycho killer all he wants because he's on Path of Blood and he doesn't have to give a fuck. This is, this is partly kind of why I don't like Path of, Enlight- Path of Enlightenment sometimes in, in vampire games. Yeah, it's an excuse to. 
Yeah, it's like just, this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next template, professional. It's La Femme Nikita. Right. Yes. Straight up, straight up, straight up La Femme Nikita. It's the best. He's good too. Yep. I Lots never watched La Femme Nikita. Were there two different shows? Did they like revive it? Oh my god, there were like two. There were like two movies and like two different shows. I, I, was, it I, like a, was it a movie first? Yeah, it was an old movie from like the mid eighties, late eighties. I think it might have been. Um, it might have been Luke Besson's first movie, or or something like uh, that. Or... Fifth Element. Luke yeah, Besson? Fifth Element. Yeah, and he also. Did... Well, he also did the professional, you know, with that movie with uh, oh. now like Natalie Portman's <laughs> first movie when she was like fourteen. The Fifth like... Element did the professional. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, same guy, same guy. He divorced yeah, he... that blue squid woman to marry Resident Evil. Really? Yeah, he totally did. And then she divorced him to marry W.S. Anderson, Resident Evil director of Mortal Kombat and Event Horizon and uh, Monster Hunter, where she fires a bazooka. Well. That happens. People get divorced. Yeah, that's to me. That's a funny sequence of divorces. Yeah. Um. Anyway, no. Yeah, La Femme Nikita was like a bunch of movies. I can't like, believe that guy they, made the they, fucking professional. They keep remaking it. I know there was like one yeah. version with um, uh, Maggie Q. Um. Uh. There were there were like two different movies. There was one with um. Not Jane Fonda, the other Fonda. Um, There's another Fonda? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you mean Silence of the Lambs? No. No, you that's don't? Jo- that's Jodie Foster. Oh. Fonda. Now I gotta look. Now I gotta look. Anyway, Jodie Foster but yeah. is not in La Femme Nikita? No. Anyway, again, there were there were so many La Femme Nikitas. Anyway, this this is this is La Femme Nikita as, as a vampire. She's, um, she's cool. Yeah. Uh, the sportsman. This is cool. He's like the anti-poacher. He's like yeah. the hunter. It's he... like, but I must respect nature and kill only when it is necessary. Uh, yeah, and you know, he's also doing that thing these guys, vampires, love to do, which is hunting the hunter. Yeah. Vampires love that. That's their favorite little chestnut. Yeah. Um, I think all of these guys have Celerity 1, Obfuscate 1, and Quietus 2. <laughs> like, that's a real popular rollout. Oh, no, yeah. the uh, the killer has Obfuscate 2. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah actually, no, it was no, just, it was just two in variation. a row. Never mind. <laughs> there's some variation. There's some yeah, variation. Yeah, yeah, there is. The mercenary is just, just a fighter, just a soldier. Yep. He shoots stuff. He's that guy. Death. Yeah, Angel of Death. Why does the Angel of Death have social tertiary? That doesn't make too much sense. Although, she, well, no, yeah, she really doesn't seem like she has an appearance of two or any yeah. of those other social stats of two. Yeah, no, I don't know. Maybe it's just the kind of... I get, You know what? I guess it's just the the artwork is just, you know, like a woman yeah. with like, you know, like looking all sexy in an evening dress or whatever. But the actual description is is actually of somebody who is like a murder junkie. 
Oh, okay, yep. You know, who kind of gets off on killing. CDs of great literature, theater, and ballet, and music. Yeah. This is like, um... Silk scarf with coins sewn in one in one end. Nasty. Yeah, that's a. Uh, this is like this is like John Wick, but a bit more of a yeah. psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, There's like probably a, like, a character like this in John Wick. Like, Who is like that skinny artist. lady? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ruby, the Ruby yeah, Rose Ruby, character. Ruby Rose, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you know, this is somebody who's like an artist of death. Uh huh. Yeah. Next to the Avenger. I feel like there's a Timbrook piece that looks like this, that is someone in this pose making this face. <laughs> that could be, I could be reaching now. Maybe. But like, I feel like I've seen this exact pose, if not this story. Which one, the Avenger or the... The Avenger. Looking? Like, I feel yeah. like I've seen a Timbrook with yeah. like two Uzis and a guy like doing this. That's yeah. it. I'm talking about the Avenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Avenger is basically just the terrorist. Oh, okay. they, they, they didn't give him the name. The, the they didn't name the concept terrorist. But oh this is right, yes, okay, yeah. yeah now I remember reading this. Yeah, it's this is, and I mean, it's 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 a stereotypical, but it's you know, this is an unfortunate reality. There are people who grow up in refugee camps, like Palestinians. A lot of Palestinians grow up in refugee camps, and like, is it any wonder they get ra- radicalized? You know, their lives are fit. Yeah, and you know, they get treated like fit. So, um, yeah, but this is a radical for, for Clan Asimite. Um, okay, fine. It's not much else going on besides that. Yeah. The gamester. The hacker. There's always going to be a hacker in every book. I love it. What are Asimite hackers like? I think it's always going to be an Asimite hacker. There's a security expert and hacker. This is actually a cool, this is actually a cool, um, template template for um for an astomite because it's it's you know for this character it's not about like the kill it's about breaking in it's about getting into the place it's about the trick or it's about you know creating a trap to like draw somebody into into a trap to destroy them or something like that she definitely go, goes goes home and plays hitman this is somebody this is this is somebody who plays hitman who who always like figures out elaborate accident kills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. You know. <laughs> you know. She's a hacker and a puzzle freak. Or or using like physics physics glitches. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Uh, yep. And finally the scholar. Ah, this yes. is just this is just a dude with an intelligence of five and a medicine of five, and they're like, "We they do brought, need that. We brought you on because we need you to cure the blood curse." Mm. And he's like, "What? Okay. Uh, you've never kissed a concept. You are far cut fry from the estimate stereotype. You've never killed anyone in your life, not even in the course of feeding." Yeah, interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting idea, and it's again, it's it's that's a, that's something I guess that's important to like keep in mind for for any clan, any vampire. It's yeah. like they they have these sort of inclinations, sort of built into their blood. They have like a specific set of disciplines that kind of makes them what they're good at. They have like a specific curse that makes them, you know, sort of like shape their shapes their behaviors in certain ways, and. Like the vampire embrace is not 
for the most part, like involuntary. Like when you have a kid, you don't get to choose what their DNA is like. You don't get to choose their personality. When you make a vampire, you embrace somebody who's already an adult human being. Yeah. I mean, unless you embrace a kid. I mean, yeah. But you know, generally, you're embracing other adult human beings who have fully formed personalities. So you're embracing people who you think would fit into the clan or who would help your clan or who you think would fit with you as a member of this clan or whatever. So it's a certain kind of, you know, self-reinforcing behavior. Um, but it doesn't have to be. You can go and deliberately embrace somebody who is nothing like you, who is nothing like the stereotype of your clan, who, you know, whatever. And that can happen with any vampire clan. Yeah, shit happens. Yeah. So... Sometimes stuff so like just Yeah, it's just a nice reminder to be like, well, yeah. even in this clan, sometimes there's just a dude who's a doctor. <laughs> and then uh, we got some guys in note. Yeah. Yeah, most of these guys of note are, I think, guys who show up who are important to like Meta Plus stuff in the future. Um, they okay. are just the leaders uh, of various factions. Uh, within the uh, Ashira, yeah, within the within the group, yeah, uh, within the clan. Oh, the uh, clan. Oh, there's in um in V five the the guys in the East are called the Ashira. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forget. I forget what that means too. It's it's, you know, they they just like yeah. And in fifth edition, the the clan is split. And again, it's I think that's something. That's all meta plot stuff because I know in the revised edition they talk about like how some of the elders, like there's a fourth generation elder named Urshuli. Oh, okay. Good you know, he's, he's like Babylonian or Assyrian or something like that. So he's 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 been a vampire for like three thousand years before, um, uh, even. Islam was a thing. Um, right, he, right, 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 right. I think he's like a child of Hakim. So he wakes up and he's like, okay, I'm in charge. <laughs> yeah, and he, as, as he, you do. Yeah, and he kills Jamal, the previous master, who was uh, described here. Okay. Um, and he basically, like I think I mentioned, like I mentioned like near the beginning of the discussion, he tells all the the Asimites, like, uh, like those of you who are still on humanity, oh right, yeah, 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 can't be on humanity anymore. Not all of the templates in here, are, all the templates in here are, are on path of blood, but they they walk that back a little bit in in revised because they're like, you know, like let's be real to like to totally destroy humanity and then and then start walking down a path of enlightenment is actually really hard. Yeah, you gotta uh, bury someone in the, a grave. Yeah, well, no, not just that. Like, I, I, I think. I think even 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 the Sabbat stuff there, like well, even for the even Sabbat, it takes a long time to yeah. to to get on a path of enlightenment. You really got to consciously and deliberately break down your own humanity and replace it with something artificial. Yeah. Um, and it's not easy, and a lot of people just go nuts and die. So, um, yeah, so so there's this whole schism in the clan, and the um, uh, a lot of the the younger um, 
and less militant members of the clan are like, we're out. We are out of here. We're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna run over to the to the to the Camarilla. And it's a little easier to run over to the Camarilla because uh the Tremere uh had their chantry burned down and and, and they are, and they're they, not as big of a deal. They're not as big of a deal anymore, so we don't feel as quite as, you know, we don't feel quite as bad going to them. And I guess the you know, politically too, there's there's a lot of cases where I see in different like pieces of fiction or something like that where the Tremere are always like, Oh God, why are you letting the Asmites in the city? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Or like, Well, you know, too bad. Yeah, you know the, who cares anymore? You that's you know. that's your problem now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So great. That's the Bonnie Hukim. I'm just I'm like I am so in fifth edition mode. That's clan book Asmite. The clan yeah. of yeah. Yeah. I like the piece of Timbrook art. Timbrook. Tim. Wow. Timbrook art on the back. I like yeah. the piece of Timbrook art on the back. The little, wow. little eyes. Yeah. And the little, the weird like blood. Yeah. Crystal blood thing. droplet something. And in a dude's forehead, a little tattoo around it. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you for talking to me about Clambocasamite. Thank you for having me, as always. It's cool to have scary vampire assassins, especially... It's cool that, you know, there's a clan that, you know, the other... that vampires are afraid of. There's a scary clan that's scary to vampires. There's a few that are like that, but this one in particular is really just out to kill vampires. Like, the Zemish are scary, but not because they're gonna kill every vampire. Every right. vampire. Yeah, yeah. And then fall on their swords. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Those were my final right. thoughts. <laughs> All right. Now cease recording so we can talk about our vampire games. All right. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Maybe We'll Talk. Like I said, uh, go to koyadk.tv, get a link to our Discord, and uh, come talk to us and uh, stay tuned. Yeah. As always, we're going to be talking to Alex some more. Michelle, we're going to talk to Pete, and we'll be talking to Pete ongoing probably. So we got more people joining and more things going on and maybe more crossovers. And maybe some of those people and topics will cross over. But you know where to find us. Come find us. Also on koyadk.tv, you can get a link to my Etsy. You can buy some soap from me, which I really appreciate because it, appreciate, it supports me and my family and this podcast and all my stupid projects. You can... Go to that website and support me on Patreon. You can get links to my Twitch and other social medias and find me there. As always, thank you so much for listening. Anyone that's listening, yeah. All of the people involved, come and hang out with us. Um, we've I've been playing tracks by uh, a member of my Discord community and my Twitch community and the uh, friend of this podcast and a real-world friend. Who goes by AK Weebs on my Discord and uh, made some beats calling himself Flacity back in the day. So we've been playing some of those, as you know, and we will still play some of those from time to time. And if he ever makes more, you know, he's it's been suggested to him. But uh, we got some more of those. I've got some tracks here from Thrash Keshu that we're going to start peppering in there. And hey, just like I said, if anyone wants to talk to us, if anyone wants to be involved in making music or just little musical tidbits or just would like to get their work featured on this show, contact me on Discord. 
but for now, here is some music by Thrash Keshu. Uh, check him out on Twitch. Uh, there will be a link in the show description today, but it is T-H-R-A-S-H-K-E-I-I-S-H-U. Uh, that's twitch.tv slash all of those letters. And uh, he and I usually are live at 5.30 on Tuesdays doing a show. And uh, sometimes we are streaming together at other times of the week. But check him out all the time and uh, look him up. Uh, he's on YouTube. He's all over the place. And uh, maybe I will, since we're going to be plugging him, if we play some of his songs, maybe we will record a more concise uh, where to find Thrash's stuff than what I just said. But for now... This is new. Yo, Thrash Keshu, play us on out. Mm-hmm.